1: Everybody, Matt Aguilar here, and welcome to Comic Book Nations, the Pool List, where we talk about all things comics all the time. And uh, I, with me today is a CB Nation, a trinity of our own, if you will. Uh, Kofi Allah and Janelle Wheeler with me uh, to talk all the things comics in Marvel and DC. And plus, we got some other things outside the big two as well. How are you guys? Great. I'm I'm, uh, Excited oh, to be yeah. on the Pool List. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I thought I was doing good until I tried to speak, and then I'm <laughs> like.
1: Janelle comes in. Yes, and Kofi's like, oh, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, "Well, let's." I, I'm very excited because uh, there isn't really a perfect week. I think this is like a perfect summation of all the things we've talked about uh, on Stevie Nation. As far as comics, because we got Wonder Woman, we got Trinity. And then we have some Green Lantern, which I know uh, Janelle and-, and Kofi, we were all doing the interview for, so we were really excited about that series. But then we have Dead X-Men, which I feel like is jumping into the deep end of the X-Men pool. Uh, so I'm, I'm very curious to see what Janelle uh, and Kofi think about this book. And of course, we have some other rapid fire reviews. Let's start with the Trinity special one shot, because this is a unique book in the fact that Um, If you've been keeping up with the core Wonder Woman book, there have been Trinity backup stories. And this book actually contains them all in sequential order, which is wonderful, actually. Uh, It was actually a good refresher, too, because it's been a minute since I read the original. And then also there is a brand new story uh, from the Wonder Woman creative team kind of sandwiched in the middle uh, that fills in some other new details and things. And so this is if you're looking for that kind of one stop shop to learn everything you need to know about Trinity, this is Perfect. This is literally the only book you need to pick up, and it's great for that. Um, you know, the other stories I've we we've talked about previously on the show, uh, as kind of going from Trinity's younger age and her relationship that develops with Jonathan and Damien, which I adore. Uh, their their Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, for all intents and purposes, I just think are such a breath of fresh air because they're just so unique and different from the core three that we know. Uh, And then the new story is very much about mothers and daughters. Uh, It is a story about the parallels between Hippolyta and Diana's journey, as well as now Trinity and Diana's. And we've seen this in the core Wonder Woman book before, where they kind of mirror, the stories mirror each other. Uh, We actually saw a lot of this um, in one of the kind of arena combat uh, books where you're you're seeing Diana come up and and the arrows and things like that, but I just love that this one is really about you know a parent having to put their child into a very dangerous situation willingly, and the how the how the child handles that and uh, their confidence and things like that. I thought I thought that new story was just a really uh, wonderfully done new addition to the overall. Mythos, but reading them all back to back to back, I actually think did those stories better. I think it it really actually suits itself as a one shot. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Uh, Janelle, let's start with you.
3: Um, first of all, can I just, I need Lizzie, little Lizzie. Like I need more stories of like baby, <laughs> the, the, the smallest version of her because she is such a spitfire. I love her. I feel like that if I could like think of myself as a child, this is, this is me. <laughs> um, love, loved the first, like the very first story. Um, and then also Really, just cool to see the brothers. I love that, like they are actually calling each other, you know, siblings, and the chemistry between the three of them is just so so good. It was kind of like jarring to see how how fast she moved through time. <laughs> right. Like she was just a little girl; she's a grown woman, and I, uh, it, like it, it was. I don't know. I again, I was like clinging to the very first read because I just loved her so much. And I would read like seven books of just Lil Lizzie. Like she's just so cute. But yeah, I definitely loved this. I thought it was wholesome. It was an easy read, just really good times. And every single character, I feel like I got to know them each so much better than I did before. So
1: yeah, Kofi, what you thinking?
2: Um, I went into this one and I didn't know. I thought it was an actual Trinity special. And so I started reading it and I was like, this is very familiar. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, of course. Like These are all the backup stories from the Wonder Woman series that we got to until I got to the one with the kind of parallel mother-daughter parallel story. And I was like, wait a minute. Am I having a stroke? Because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I feel like this is new. But um, I think you just told on yourself, Matt, I, I think in your reading of this story, you told him yourself. You're just a papa who's not ready to let
1: go yet. Oh know? wow! Absolutely, there is all kinds yeah, of yeah. that <laughs> stuff. I got lots of baggage to sort through. <laughs> you're your
2: reading of girl dads. Like- it was like, yeah, you were like, it's a person who had to put a child in a dangerous situation. I was like, I think that was a story about like a, a child growing up and being ready for adulthood. I was like thinking the metaphor. same thing. Like, yeah, I was like, yes. Matt's not ready for this. Nope.
1: <laughs> Anissa uh, wanted to sorry. get her roller skates and I'm like, I ain't ready for more than like two <laughs> wheels. All right. Like that's that's how I am. That's where wow. I am right now. That is very real. Oh, uh, girl,
2: Dad. It's <laughs> um, but uh, we've on this podcast. Um yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, I thought it was a very powerful story. Like um we're we're right now in our Barbie era, but that was also like a very powerful mother-daughter story about, you know, Tom King does this thing with kind of using parallel times and, and panels to show us things happening or in at the same time across space or across time and and how they're echoing each other and it's it, it's a really well done kind of writing and kind of comic book tactic. And so, yeah, I thought that story was fantastic, right? Um, And just, you know, how we all inevitably, as you and me, Matt, and, you know, Janelle, to like middle age, you begin to get, this is where we're at, right? Where you begin to... Look around, and you're like look. What one day and you're like I'm becoming my parent. Oh man, <laughs> like, that, like well, who does those commercials? So there's some wonderful commercials about that. It's like all some insurance companies. i forget. Oh, my oh, company.
1: the one with the dad and the. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I know exactly one. which one you're thinking of. Yes, yeah. We start saying stay, things. I'm easy, not like, there yet. I cried at that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so like yeah, I mean that was a great story, and like you said, I think because we got the last story when Lizzie's all grown up first. And then we went back into the Wonder Woman stories and got the little kid stories. It makes so much more sense to read it sequentially now. yeah. Mm -hmm. And like to hear it and hear them as adults and see their bond and understand why it's there and hear them even reference things from the stories that we read when they were kids. And they're like, yeah, well, remember that time when? And yeah, you get everything out of these stories about this new kind of super friends trinity from them choosing names to just, you know, (laughs) even John having like jokes about his own sexuality with Damon and like kind of making jokes about that and like how deeply bonded they are. And Lizzie always just kind of ragging them as like keeping them on their toes and being competitive with them and being like, no, man, I'm like way ahead of you chumps. And so (laughs) it is a good Character buildup, and we haven't seen it done this way where we're getting like all of time kind of compressed about this character all at once as we're seeing her grow up. But Tom King and uh, like, yeah, Tom King's done a great job of just doing something that seems so daunting, which was create a child of Wonder Woman. But already she's already up there with like Yara and with Yara Flores, new additions from the Wonder Woman universe that I think are just killing it and should be lasting for a while so yeah so, yeah i'm having a good time
1: talk about like how in what five years ago if you looked at the wonder woman universe five years ago yes you had you had strong characters i am a avid donna troy defender <laughs> i adore that character but like you had cassie you had you know you had her you had artemis you had some other parts of that universe but like just in the last five years to see how that side of things has grown and what like tentpole characters now like you really have this growing wonder woman's family is right up there now with superman's family which has also grown by leaps and bounds in terms of importance and how they're treated yeah it used to just be the bat family it just used to be the bat family it really was like they were the ones that batman had oh yeah i just saw that i didn't even know (laughs) this (laughs) Like Batman was the only one that kind of had this extended family that was treated with kind of this respect. Like, yes, you know who Batman is, but you also know who Nightwing is. You know who Batgirl is. They were all kind of held up in this high esteem. And the Superman family and the Wonder Woman family now have kind of come up to those levels. And it's amazing to see. And also, I will say, yes, Damon, it's, it's all the backups, but it is that one new story. One, I think the one new story is great on its own. But two, I really think like, there's a line she says uh, in the, it's actually the last story in sequential order, but it was the first story we were introduced her to. And it's where she's talking to Damien about like, they're giving her a hard time of like, Hey, we're doing you a favor here. Like we're not supposed to be here. We're doing you a favor. Can you cut us some slack? And he doesn't even get to finish his sentence. And she's like, family like there's no favors with family I forget exactly how she phrases it there but she's are no like,
2: favors for family only obligations.
1: only obligations yeah, I was obligations. like that yeah. line reading it in order hit so much different and so much harder than it did then because there's all this context that's there now and so I just I thought like it actually really it really is worthwhile to read them all in this kind of order also I had kind of forgot the mercy story and i thought that was great too i i gl- I think i glossed over that there was a lot of things that week <laughs> so like i read it but like kind of went in one ear out the other but but i was able to appreciate it so yes i for me that's is like it's a really interesting it's one of the few kind of repackaged tie-in type things that i would recommend um you know, typically it's just like, you know, feels like a money grab. Sometimes it's just shove a bunch of stories <laughs> one book that were already published. But this, I don't feel is that way. Can I um, pitch you a final question real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Do you think this new DC Trinity, these new, the kind of the characters, children, Batman's son, Superman's son, Wonder Woman's daughter, could they actually secede their parents and really take over the DC line at a at a point in the future?
1: Like in terms of like popularity or just like, do you see them actually being able to do it? Like where are to carry it to like, actually,
2: if you had to retire those other characters and put these other ones in the play mm-hmm. of the new primaries, like, do you think that could, they could carry it?
1: Yeah. Not at this particular stage. Like, I don't think right no, now, no. if it were I mean, to happen we're this year, years and a few. yeah, yeah. But yes, uh, especially if we keep doing the work that we're doing in this in stories like these. And I mean, honestly, you could just have Damien crack about, you know, what the S stands for all day. And I'd probably get a huge kick out of it. But yeah, like, I think the camaraderie there and the family dynamic, if they keep building that. Yes, absolutely. Uh Janelle, do you feel that way?
3: Yeah. Yes and no, just because I don't, I, I, yes, as, as a comic book reader now, because I am, uh, yes, I love them. And I, I think that they each have extremely strong storylines, um, really strong backstories and character development, you know, each their own and their strength is obviously being shown. Um, but I don't want to alienate people who have no idea who the heck they are. Um, right. So, which is, is difficult because, you know, my goal since I'm now a comic book reader, my goal all the time is to try to get more and more people into comics. Like, I know you love the movies. Read the comics. Like, that's kind of how <laughs> I approach almost all of my friends at this point. So I don't know. It's That's really hard to say because I want the newbies to come in and not feel completely lost. Um But yeah, I mean, because we're on the poll list. Yeah, let's go for it. These these are all of the people that are like in it and reading comics and like I'm down. Uh, But I just, you know, I feel like there can always be both.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think and honestly, there probably will. But I think at some point I would love to see, you know, one of my favorite Batman runs is when Dick Grayson took over. That yeah. and I felt like it was actually not given its due. It should have been longer. They should have waited to bring Batman back. It was rushed, but man, that I love him and Damien together as a team. And it really felt like they were Batman and Robin for a new generation. I felt like that was always sold short, and I want to see them get that right next time and give it its proper due. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's move into some uh, totally different in tone. Uh, from the title alone uh dead x-men so dead x-men <laughs> pulling from rise of the powers of x this is kind of right back into the deep end of, of the x-men pool we're dealing with you know multiple timelines we're dealing with um kind of different groups of teams at various points and all the sinister stuff comes into play there's a lot of stuff that's going on here now, the, you originally had me because the team is unique. You, if you give me a unique X Men team, I'm probably gonna like at least give it a shot, if not, if not dig it to a certain degree. And yes, this group has Jubilee and Dazzler, which I'm already, uh, have an affinity for. But like having Cannonball in there, Prodigy, stuff like that, it's a, it's a unique mix of, of X Men and the mission itself. I thought they actually did a good job of spelling out what they need. They actually remind you like three different times throughout the book of, Hey, we're trying to find essentially because Moira betrayed the X-Men and Xavier, he doesn't know what memories to trust from her stories. So he can't go off of the things she told him even before the betrayal, because, well, was that something that she held back? Was it something she twisted? Whatever. So he has to figure out, a point in time that Moira is, has not, has not been, uh, is still human enough and her memories are still intact. And so they have to essentially scan those and then they can pinpoint things in, in timelines and history and things like that. So we're going back to a lot of like different lives of hers and stuff. Uh, and it is interesting to see. Um, and the the setup for me for the next, what I imagine is a Series setup, or at least a they're going to bounce off it a bit because that cliffhanger is kind of setting things up for the longer haul. Um, is in is intriguing. So I I don't know. I was like, I can see why some people will bounce off this probably, but I actually dug it. I I enjoyed it. Kofi, what did you think of this?
2: Um, I surprisingly dug it. It's, it's another case where I saw the cover and heard the concept, and I was like, okay. I knew loosely what it was about. Um, I was intrigued because. I always thought that those X, the new X-Men team that got slaughtered in the Hellfire Gala was just kind of like a throwaway massacre, but obviously they are making use of that. They're they're doing something with that. So I didn't know what to expect, but I was pleasantly surprised because this book is a literal roadmap to people for like what powers of X kind of establish. And so we're getting a re-road mapping of that to remind us like. Here's all the stuff that's happened. We literally see panels of each timeline that Moira lived through. Just like, hey, here's the climactic stuff you remember. She got burned. She got stabbed. Sentinels blew her up. This happened. She died in the apocalypse. Techno war. Like, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, it's a unique team of X-Men. And Prodigy being at the center, I've never really known Prodigy as a character. I've never encountered the books he's been in. But, yeah, putting him in this kind of place is really interesting with his power set. It's kind of like a a new take on almost like a rogue situation, which I love. And yeah, I hope these are one of those things. Like while we do establish a new X-Men era after this, I do genuinely hope go check out comic book Instagram for our reel on this. Matt laid it out already. I do genuinely hope that we don't lose these other timelines and, and all the kind of, cool stuff that's out there that can still be accessed by books like this playing with stuff like this because this was a very fun book it was what we like a straightforward mission enough a big heady kind of timeline concepts but the basic goal was straightforward enough MacGuffin we need mcguffin we must get <laughs> here's there we go we also got a piece that i didn't even remember we didn't have to this puzzle which was you know the dominion thing gets tricky with the four different sinisters but we never really did see uh orbis stellaris's kind of attempt at dominion and like what that all looked like and kind of what happened there and seeing this timeline where orbis stellaris made this like bigger play for things was really interesting because those sinister characters are interesting and again like are there are people i hope we see pop up now and again where it's like a big reveal like ah they're back but um this so this book was much more interesting than it had a right to be and we got a cool cool ass new weapon out of it right Yeah one of the cool <laughs> weapons I've seen in Marvel in a long time and like yeah it's good and so between things like this and uh in the same was this the same week as uh Wolverine did Wolverine come out this week Sabretooth war. yeah it continued Yeah yeah man X-Men like Fall of X has been is getting right up there with like the House of House of X era like kind of event For me, there's a lot of things that are just so much fun in this. And so I hope we don't jettison all this. And I hope books like this keep the literal door open to these other timelines and universes and possibilities.
1: Well, and just that weapon. Talk about the return of uh, diagrams and memos that actually affect the story. Oh, my God. So the two we get here. Fantastic. I cannot stand the ones that are literally just... Text dumps for and don't really do anything. Like, I would say goodbye to those, please. I don't like a waste of my time. The that was great. That was the between Rachel and Xavier was was awesome because it really added context. Uh, and then the weapon itself is is super cool. Janelle, how are you how are you Ooh, feeling? Because I, I know do. I know you've been on an uptick with X-Men. So ah. what are we doing? How do we, how do we do here?
3: Well, first of all, now I want to cosplay as this demon dimension lady with the blonde hair and the horns. Um, oh, magic. You're so cool. Magic. Oh, that's magic? <laughs> that yeah. was Dang. an alternate. dimension.
2: Yeah. In this dimension, magic, like, went took over, over.
1: Oh, full oh, demon yeah. oh,
3: oh, I love her. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: She was awesome. That was a great design. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm obsessed. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. So I was intimidated at first when I kind of read the intro to this like, setting the tone. Here's what happened. And I started seeing a lot of things that were like very flying over my head. And I was like, Oh, no, this is going to be rough. And then I just took a deep breath. And I said, You know what, go in with a positive headspace. Don't go in feeling overwhelmed, because my ADHD brain gets really overwhelmed with a lot of information. And I just kind of threw out all of that context. And I just started reading and I had come to find out that I actually kind of knew a lot of this stuff. Like we, I was part of the hellfire gala. Like I know about all of that. (laughs) So it's okay. You got this Jay. Like, don't be too scared. Um, I, the beginning was kind of slow for me. Like I was kind of like, I don't really know how I feel about this. But as soon as we started like jumping through dimensions and I understood what we were doing. And then as soon as we got to space, or wherever we were, you know, we were in space for a minute. I was just like eating it up. Like I <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a battle in space. Earth is gone. They can't breathe. There's no oxygen left. Like all of the, the everything is falling apart. And it was, <laughs> it was just it's just up my alley. Spacey, timey-wimey, dimensional, all that stuff is me. So uh, even if I didn't know what was going on, which I did, I would have loved it. Uh, love every single character. Prodigy, my heart goes out to Prodigy every single time he struggled. I was like, oh no, because I understood what was happening. I loved their explanations of why this team was actually chosen instead of the big dogs. I think that was so important to be like laid out for people like me who are like, yeah, why did they choose these people that I might not be as familiar with? Um, it was. I think it. It was a brilliant. It was a brilliant read. Like, I thought they it was just fun and exciting and nonstop. I mean, it was nonstop action. There were no lulls. There was no, like, oh, my gosh, this is getting wordy. I don't want to read this anymore. It just was action-packed. And I feel like Kofi kind of touched on all of the details. But overall, just really cool.
2: Well, you raised one. I didn't touch on this. This X-Men team gets busy. Like, they <laughs> yeah. When yeah. it's yeah. time. Like, I yeah. was surprised this group. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No. I'm still unsure about Moira. And this is like a friend talk. Like we need to go have beers and like actually chat about this. But I'm still like, is she like, was she always bad? I'm still I don't know. Yeah. Much we we context gotta do on it all. We gotta do
2: yeah. This is post- yeah, this into but this like, comic politics, but we gotta talk. We gotta be like you said, we gotta go have a friend's talk and we're gonna talk right. about it. Right.
3: <laughs> but I'm not Moira lost.
2: Horribly and that's wrong that's important.
3: Here. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that like I I'm not like completely I just don't know if I'm supposed to hate her or kind of feel sorry for her.
1: I don't so. think anybody knows anymore. I think you're right. Okay. In the, actually, I think you're right on. I, it's a little both and okay. it's a little, there was, there was mistakes made across the board. And okay. so I think if you feel a mix of emotions, it's actually pretty spot on. I think okay, it's, cool. it's pretty right there. Uh, Good. so, okay. So before we move to, uh, some rapid fires, let's do a round of record pass here for, uh, let's do Trinity special one shot. Uh, Janelle, what you thinking? Thumbs up, thumbs down.
3: Oh, huge thumbs up, uh, especially if you didn't get to catch all of these stories on their own. This is a perfect way to check them all out.
2: Kofi? Same thing, echoing everything Janelle just said. And hopefully this gets you into Tom King's Wonder Woman run as
1: well. Yes, because you should be reading that. And that is probably a spoiler. But yes, thumbs up for me. Uh, I I really think this is one of those times where bringing all of these stories in the one place makes all those stories better for it. So, uh, huge recommend. Dead X-Men number five. Kofi, what you what you think? Absolutely thumbs
2: up, especially if you've been following the end of the Krakoa era. Janelle?
3: Huge thumbs up because it's action-packed and the art is beautiful and the characters are awesome.
1: And, uh, yeah, for me, same. I, for all of the sentiments echoed here, uh, I think this was, this surprised me. Uh, and it's a cool X-Men team. It feels like that team that really didn't get a chance to do anything is now getting their due. And it's a, it's a cool story. It's a cool trippy X-Men story. Uh, all right. So moving on, there was a lot of books this week. Uh, yeah. Alan Scott, the Green Lantern number four. If you have been keeping up with the series, uh, you, well, if you haven't been keeping up, you should, it's excellent. Then you should go watch our interview on CB nation. Uh, Tim Sheridan a monster. Uh, and man, because this, this issue gives us, uh, it's not a spoiler because it's been in the previews and things like that, but essentially uh, it is Alan's nemesis and it, it hits it, it, it goes back and explains all of the things that led up to this. And it's a big kind of heartbreaking uh, reveal, but then Tim there's the oh, monster. My God, my God, there's just so many things so complicated and, and I love it. And there's so much like green lantern you know, Red Laner goodness here. I just, man, this is, he's doing wonders uh, with, yeah, this, yeah, he is, with this book. And this I mean, character.
2: HBO, somebody like yes. Max, you guys, we talked about it with Tim Sheridan. Go watch the interview. But, like, yeah, get Matt Bomer. Make this thing of, like a prestige series. It, it's, there's so much you would do with these episodes. Like, each of these books is an episode, and they're just made it easy. And, yeah, I can't believe Tim Sheridan broke our hearts like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Janelle, what she was thinking him on this?
3: Oh, man, this is just like such a rewarding series to read. Uh, every single time I go through a new book, I'm just like more uh, attached to this character. My heart is like with him. And I forgot about all the spoilers. Yay, me. So when the big reveal happened, I was like, oh, no, like, freaked <laughs> out. Just, we did the interview and he told us and I still... <laughs> Forgot and it was yeah. great. It was, it's if you guys don't know the spoiler, you better go out and check this because it is. It's wild. It's uh yeah. It's very. It's kind of heart wrenching. And honestly, this whole series is kind of hard to read. Um, in in the most beautiful way, you can imagine.
1: Right. Um yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, I I have a qu- quick one here. Uh, but just on the Alan Scott one, I just I just love that the character's always been. You know well liked, and the JSA is obviously one of uh, it's a DC favorite for a reason. Uh, but I just really feel like Alan Scott is getting his time in the spotlight, time in the sun. This is a tour de force for the character. I, I just think this is going to be one of those that we're talking about. You know, when we come back to uh, All Star Superman or Woman of Tomorrow, like all those stories that we talk about and look reference on, when this is done, this has. The potential to be in that mix already, which is, you know, four issues. Um, Spider Boy, number four, pivoting to something really different for me. I just love this book. Dang it. <laughs> I just, I just love it. We talk about this all the time when we talked about like Superior Spider-Man and Dance Lot's Spider-Man is like. For me, it, it's just like either there's are some times where I'm just like, ah, it's just not clicking for me. And then there's times where it just completely clicks. Spider-Boy clicks. This is like Dan slot spider goodness at its best. This is just so fun. The, the banter is great, but it's also like making a character that is still pretty brand new, incredibly endearing. And also bringing up very, you know, pivotal points. I mean, it, you know, it deals with in its own funny way. Like what is the superhero who doesn't have a network of friends and family because this, no one remembers him. What is he supposed to do for money? How is he supposed to earn a job? Because he's also a kid. So he can't just go get a job and he doesn't have any kind of tethers to places like, you know, the Avengers and things where he can get some help. So it's, it tackles that kind of stuff, but in a really funny and lighthearted way. And the art is, is fantastic. I I really dig it. Um, Janelle, did you have a chance to check out uh, Jill and the killers?
3: Uh, yes, I did. I read. I read the lovely Jill and the Killers. Uh, I think this is a nice departure from the superhero stuff. Uh, it's quite long, so beware. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, a double story. <laughs> uh, which is fine because it's like it, it needs it. It needs it. She's processing a lot of things, and this uh, she has had a, a very traumatic experience she is trying to work through that um obviously she's a teenager going through a lot of teenager issues with friends and school and parental you know relationships and things like that and um it's um, like a murder mystery and it's very interesting i feel like this is a bang for your buck like it's yeah. it's long it's hardy. it's got a real solid story um and if you like if you're kind of like really into those documentaries right now that everybody's watching about crime and stuff like that this is this will hit that this will tickle that tickle your fancy so um yeah i i don't know if i'll continue on on it but it was like it was a fun you know sit in the sun read a little bit relax and then get freaked out at the same time
1: (laughs) i agree with you i agree with you i i enjoyed it a lot and it hooked me enough for mm-hmm. the next, I'm, I'm going to stay on it for, for one more issue okay. and see if it really grabs me. But yeah, I, I just like, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good mystery, you know, uh, story yeah. that has a little bit of an edge and a little bit of a kind of modernness to it. And I thought this, you know, had that. Um, did you also have a chance to check out Lilo and Stitch?
3: I didn't. I need to get that from you because okay. I really want to. But I did, I did check out Power Girl. Um, oh, how was that? Oh, so fun. Like, I mean, it's just a bunch of covers, you know, it's a bunch of a bunch of her. It's a compilation of all of her like gorgeous covers and stuff. But if you don't know Power Girl, boy, oh, boy, do you get a great idea and sense of who she is in that. So,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. as a it, it's all, I actually really like what they do with those uh, mm-hmm. covered compilations sometimes because they yeah. actually try and tell a story in a lot of ways. They uh, did.
3: Yeah. I have, have to spicy. check that out.
1: Cut Lilo ahead. and Stitch, I will say, is adorable. It's all the things you think it would be. But I also kind of wanted to use this to give a shout out to if you haven't been keeping up, like Dynamite's actually been kind of killing it with these Disney adaptations. We have Hades. We have Cruella Deville, Vil. Um, we have Scar. Like if you're if you're into the. Disney universe, which a lot of people obviously are, including Mm -hmm. myself, it is actually really interesting to see kind of the different takes on these characters and and what they're doing here, Uh, especially with characters so iconic. And yet, like in, you know, Hades case or, you know, Scar's case, like, you know, there's actually only so much material that actually has just about them. Uh, and so Lilo and Stitch, though I'm a huge Stitch fan, so I was going to be on it. And the art's adorable, and it's and it's so precious. So uh, It'll be on. Yeah, here. I'm actually uh,
3: envious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the last one I will say uh, for me is uh, Power Rangers Unlimited: The Morphin Masters. Number one, this is a one shot. This is a big deal. Number one because it's Ranger Slayer, and I adore Ranger Slayer. She's like one of my favorite characters. The creator of Ranger Slayer and former Mighty Morphin Power Rangers writer uh and power rangers go writer ryan Parrott is back for this one shot and i'm a huge i mean his work has been fantastic if you've read any of the teenage ninja turtle power rangers crossovers that's all him so he's back for this it's a huge story that actually has a lot to do with like the ranger mythology deal diving into the morphin masters how the emissaries kind of follow them with blind faith and how that's actually in some ways led to some issues and things like that. There's actually a lot of like deep dive here for fans of the franchise. And then it also is kind of a pivotal point of the darkest hour storyline, which is going on the core books right now. So this is very much a, Hey, if you're reading any of those and keeping up with those, this is kind of a must read because otherwise, unless they spell all that out in the other books, you're going to be missing some context. Um, So I, I definitely recommend this. All right. So Kofi, any last minute recommends before we uh, get to the, Quick recommend.
2: (laughs) What? Like We we gotta get out of here. No, I'm good.
1: Wait, I thought
3: that was a quick recommend.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. That was rapid fire reviews. I was trying to move through it to get to the recommendation uh, of the week. So uh, for me, I'm making it simple. It is uh, Power Rangers Unlimited. I think that is, you you must read that. Uh, Kofi, what about you?
2: Uh, I think people have limited money. We talked about a lot of books. I think out of all those, you guys should pick one of the two core ones we talked about. Hmm. Say, yeah, save your grip. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Janelle what about you
3: uh, mine is definitely the Alan Scott Green Lantern um, this is really heartfelt and awesome
1: Awesome. well that is I hope we we did our name justice here uh, the pull list we covered a lot of books today from pretty much all over the place uh, you can check out all of our in-depth reviews on comicbook.com as well and of course we also always talk comics movies TV and everything on comic book nation on Friday so until next week peace deuces